0: Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. I hope you've had a good morning so far. So we have been in our Advent series called It's All About Jesus. And today is the last one. Well, I'm afraid you're going to have to wait until the 2nd of January uh, next year to hear what our Year Of series is going to be, but I'll give you a little bit of a clue. Get yourself a journal, open the book of Nehemiah and start reading it and see what God speaks to you about. So, last night, the season of Advent has finished. Now I wonder, do you know what the word Advent means? Does it mean chocolates? Does it mean candles? Actually, it doesn't. The word Advent means the arrival of a notable person or thing. In Advent, we celebrate that somebody very important is coming. Now, I wonder, who's that? Who's the important person that's coming? Is it Santa? No. Is it grandma and grandpa? No, but they are very special. No, at Christmas, we celebrate that a very special person has come. And that person is Jesus. Now, in the reading we just heard the kids read, the Jewish people had been waiting a very long time for that special person to come. In fact, the passage we heard from Matthew quotes Isaiah. And when Isaiah was written, it was a very difficult time for the people of God. It was a dark moment in their history. and It was a time when it even felt like God had abandoned them. They weren't in a good place. And that passage from Isaiah holds a promise that God was going to intervene. It was a promise that he's going to do something, that, that something life-changing and world-changing, and that he was going to send someone to do it. And so from that passage in Isaiah, it says, the virgin would conceive and give birth to a son and they would call him Emmanuel. Now, they didn't wait 25 days. They had to wait hundreds and hundreds of years. And it turns out that that special person that they were waiting for for a very long time is actually the person that we've been waiting for our whole lives too so we have three questions who is this very important person why has he come and what does it mean for us so our passage today answers those three very important questions and we'll look at the first one who is he now nearly a year ago Rebecca and I had a baby boy, and his name is Freddie. Here's a little picture. Now, Freddie needs us to do everything for him. He needs our help to get dressed, he needs our help to eat, he needs our help to walk, he needs our help to go to sleep and get back to sleep and get back to sleep again. And I'm told that, to be honest, this is going to go on for a very long time. He's going to need our help with everything, even after he's left home. So, Freddie's adorable, don't get me wrong, but he's totally dependent upon us. Now, adults, I wonder, would you choose to become a baby again? Absolutely not. Now, can you, can you just imagine for, with me for a moment? Imagine giving up everything you know, everything that you're able to do for yourself, and become a baby again, totally dependent on other people. No way. But you see... This is the incredible story at the heart of Christmas. The Christmas story revolves around this baby Jesus. And one of the names used in this passage tells us who this baby is. It says, they shall call him Emmanuel. Everybody say, Emmanuel. Now this name means God with us. You see, Jesus is God with us. Lots of people say lots of different things about who Jesus is. Jesus once asked his disciples, Who do people say I am? You see, people in his time found it difficult to make their minds up too. And his disciples said to him, well, some people say this, some people say that. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? That's a really important question. I wonder, who do you say Jesus is? What's your answer today? Now, at school and at work, lots of people say lots of different things. Some say Jesus is a myth. Some say he's a good man. Some say he's a good teacher. Some religions even say that he's a prophet. And some of those things are true, but he's so much more than any of those things. The Bible tells us that Jesus is God, God with us. Now, one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time is actually quite a recent one. It's called Arrival. And in the chorus, it has these lines. It says this, Oh, come now, hail his arrival the God of creation, royalty robed in the flesh he created. Jesus, the maker, has made himself known. All hail the infinite, infant God. In the person of Jesus, God has come. The infinite God, the one who created the whole universe, has become an infant child. Now, we love to talk and sing about little baby Jesus, but and sometimes maybe feel very sentimental about that. But when you understand what this story really is about and who Jesus really is, that he is God with us, it's absolutely outrageous, it's scandalous. Okay, so we ask the first question, who is he? And the answer is this, Jesus is God with us. So, if Jesus is God, the next question is, why has he come? In 2020, Conservation experts in Spain called for the tightening of laws concerning restoration of artwork after a famous painting by Baroque artist Bartolomé Esteban Murillo became the latest in a long line of artworks to suffer damage from disfiguring repair. Now, this painting that was damaged is, is actually a painting of the Immaculate Conception and it features Mary, the mother of Jesus. Would you like to see what it originally looked like? Okay, here it is. Now, the owner of the painting allegedly paid €1,200 Euros for the painting to be cleaned by a furniture restorer. I mean, you, you can already tell this isn't going to end well. Well, Would you like to see the two attempts that were made to restore this painting? It, it's absolutely horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> it's so bad! Well, The reason I'm telling you this story is that The Bible tells us that when God made us, he created us in his image, and it was perfect. Now, when I was growing up, I remember looking at my parents and thinking, I'm never going to be anything like you. I'm my own man. But as I've got older, I've become more and more surprised and slightly horrified how much like my parents I am becoming. I've got their mannerisms, their habits and foibles. It turns out I'm much more like them than I am could have even feared, but anyway, the reason I say this is that being made in the image of God is a bit like that. It means to be like him and represent him in the world. However, our ability to do that has been damaged by sin because the truth is that we've all done things that we shouldn't have done and we've all haven't done things that we should have done. That's what the Bible calls sin. Sin happens because we think we know better than God. And because of sin, this perfect image of God, because of, because of what sin has done in the world and in our lives, it's like it's, it, the effect that it has is to stop us from being able to, to, to be like him in this world and to represent him. And it affects everything, our lives, relationships, our whole world. Now, this is not something that we can fix ourselves, because we're not qualified. We're a lot more like that furniture restorer. We try our best, but we make a mess. Or we can spend the fortune on other people who say they can help us, but they can't do it either. You see, like that painting, the only person who can restore it to what it should be is the artist himself. Now, in his very famous little book called On the Incarnation, Athanasius, writing in 318 AD, says this, What could God do but renew his image in mankind? so that through it, people might once again come to know him. And how could he do this, save by the coming of the very image himself, Jesus Christ our Saviour. Men could not have done it, for they were only made after the image. Angels could not have done it, for they were not the images of God. The word of God came in his own person because it was he alone, the image of the Father, who could recreate man after the image in other words as Athanasius will later say in Christ God became what we are so that we might become what he is let me say that again in Christ God became what we are so that we might become what he is the name Jesus it means God saves that's why he's come God has come into the world to repair the damage caused by sin and to restore his image in us so that through him we can know God and become the people that God has always made us to be. He has come so that we can become like him and represent him in our world. How amazing is that? So you might be wondering, well, how is this all possible? Well, because the story starts at Christmas. This baby called Jesus who is God with us. He didn't just stay a baby, but grew into a man. The Bible says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. He was perfect. He never sinned. He perfectly showed us who God is. And yet, when Jesus was a man, he was killed by being nailed to a cross. And in that moment, the Bible says, he became sin for us so that through him, we might become the righteousness of God. as Athanasius said he became what we are so that we might become what he is so the final question is this what does this mean for us first because he's come it means we can receive forgiveness for all the things that we've done wrong and the power of sin in our lives is broken his forgiveness gives us the possibility to live a completely new life and secondly we can receive the gift Of his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the power for that new life, a life that we could never live just by trying harder. And and when we receive the Spirit of God, when we come to Jesus by faith, it's like the artist comes and lives inside the painting. And whatever's gone wrong, whatever we've done, God can use all the broken bits of our lives and make it beautiful all over again. So what an incredible hope that that is in our world right now today when in the last couple of years we've seen so much brokenness and so much need of repair and we've become more, much more aware of that need in our own lives too. Now, this incredible restoring work of the Spirit isn't a one-time thing, it's a lifetime thing. The, this great restoration begins when we turn to Jesus and it goes on our whole lives. The story story that we heard earlier about the angel appearing to Mary, it's a beautiful picture of what God wants to do in our lives if we will say yes to Him. It's like, just like Mary, through the Holy Spirit in us, God wants to form His Son. It's not something you can make happen, but we join in by being open to what God wants to do in our lives. Now when Becky was pregnant, it was a very exciting time as we looked forward to meeting this little boy and at the same time for Becky anyway, it was quite uncomfortable, You know, sleeping became difficult and when he started kicking, well he basically hasn't really stopped since. Friends, the work of God in our lives, forming the image of Jesus in, in us, renewing that in us through his spirit, it's a deep and beautiful work but it isn't always comfortable. In my own experience, I've not always understood what God's been doing in my life. It's often felt strange and unfamiliar, but I'm so glad for the people that have come to me, the friends around me, who, like their angel, have said, don't be afraid. What is conceived in you is of the Holy Spirit. And so very simply, maybe you just need to hear this today, that, that just because you have said yes to God, He is doing a deep work in you. He's doing a new thing to restore and renew the image of Jesus in you as you're following him and trusting him through all the ups and downs of life. It might not be comfortable and you might not understand it all but I believe that he's saying to you today don't be afraid, embrace it because like Mary what I'm doing in you right now is all part of the bigger plan of what I want to do through you to help many other people come to know me. And for all of us at Ivy I believe God has been doing this kind of thing in us as a whole church in this last year. He's been preparing us for something new. In the midst of the darkness and difficulties that we see all around us, God is at work. It might not be familiar. It may even be uncomfortable and and different. But if we embrace it, if we will embrace it together, we will discover that what God is doing in us as a church is part of his bigger plan of what he wants to do through us so that in our city and in our nation in our world many others will come to know his amazing saving love now and as we start into this next year so I'm going to finish here in a moment and before I do I want to give you the opportunity if you're here today watching this and you don't know Jesus will you invite him to come into your life today what better day to do this than Christmas day to say Lord I want to receive the gift of life that you have given in your son the gift of your presence the gift of you with me God with us the forgiveness of sins and would you come in and make my whole life beautiful make me like Jesus come into my life now and in all the years to come So if you'd like to pray that with me today on this Christmas day to receive the gift of Jesus, let's pray now. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you have come. That you sent your son into the world, that he is God with us. That you've come not to condemn any of us, but to restore your image in our lives. And so... I just want to pray now, Lord, for any person that wants to receive the gift of your love, your presence, and of your Holy Spirit in their lives. Lord, would you come, start a new work, Lord, a deep work and a great work so that you could do in us all that you want to do through us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Well, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great rest of the day and we'll see you in a new year. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org slash media.